This is the sermon podcast of Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Columbus, Ohio, where we proclaim God's extravagant grace, radical inclusion, and relentless compassion. Join us for worship Sundays at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., or 11.15 a.m. This is Lord of Life. There is a place for you here. For more information, please visit our website at www.acceptingall.com. Today's first reading comes from Isaiah. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, Be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. Holy wisdom, holy word. The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the seventh chapter. Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there, yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that you may go, the demon has left your daughter. So she went home and found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went by way of Sidon toward the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hands on him. He took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one, but the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The book of the prophet Isaiah is the Old Testament text most often quoted or referenced in the entire New Testament. And our readings for today is an example. The prophet speaks of the healing of the blind, the deaf, the lame, and the healing of the earth itself. It is a prophecy concerning Israel's return home from exile blended with images of healing that point to the ultimate 
healing, the ultimate homecoming of the messianic age, the apex of God's rule. And in our gospel from Mark, we have an account of Jesus healing blindness and deafness, followed by the gospel's punchline. He has done everything well, even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. A clear allusion to our Isaiah text, prompting those with him at the time and us today to see that he is the Messiah, the ultimate fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy. Indeed, Jesus' acts of healing always point beyond themselves to the ultimate healing of everlasting life in the coming of God's future. Now, making this connection between the two readings sets the stage for our thoughts this day. In the lyrical beauty of Isaiah's poetry, we have an oracle of redemption and homecoming. For those weary exiles, it was the journey home. The journey home to a new future in God's mercy and love for them and for the whole creation. And we too are on a journey home. The people of God are living in anticipation of the final home of God's future when Christ will come again in glory, the day when God will make all things new. In that final healing, pain and dying will be no more and tears will be wiped away. Even as the prophet points out, the creation too will be made new as luscious green plants break out in the wilderness and the arid land of the desert is suffused with life-giving waters. In faith and hope, we can see life as a journey. That is, we are going somewhere. There is, a, there is for us a destiny and a destination. The destination in the home of God's future, drawing us ever forward towards it. Now, the idea of home and the experience and longing to be there where one is accepted without condition and loved without reservation is deep in the heart of human longings. I remember as a mere 17-year-old boy being a camp counselor in the Berkshire Mountains of Massachusetts. We occasionally got a day off and eager to be home for just a little bit. I hitchhiked, one could do that in that bygone day, hitchhiked to Springfield where I got a train to New York. My folks picked me up and we had a few precious hours before I was back on the train to Massachusetts and back on the road with my thumb up. It was probably very risky and foolish, but being home that little bit sustained me as I grew up toward manhood in the remaining days and weeks. Joyful homecomings filled with hugs and grateful tears are the stuff of stories we never tire of hearing and the stuff of some movies that we never tire of seeing. They are a hint in the present of our hope for the future. 
Sadly, however, all homecomings are not like that. Poetry and literature is awash with themes of homecoming fraught with ambiguity, alienation, and the struggle to reunite. Returning warriors, wounded in soul and spirit, often find re-entering the world of family and friends difficult and even painful. Those wounded warriors need Jesus' healing of their souls just as much as Jesus' healing of blindness or any other physical ill. Homes are also broken by the intrusions of life's brokenness. And here, too, there is a need for healing. Healing the breaches of human relationships, the making of peace and reconciliation. Well, just as Jesus' works of healing pointed the way to the day of God's final healing and our homecoming, it is important that along our homeward journey, there are moments where we get a glimpse of that home of God's future. Glimpses that can strengthen our hope for the journey. And God is at work. God is at work in the world to provide just such moments. So, the healing arts and the research that supports them continues to progress in their understanding of disease and injury, giving hope for a healthy life that was never there before. Nurses, doctors, healthcare professionals of all kinds and caregivers, professional and voluntary, give tireless service to help make life better. The increase in hospice care that brings comfort to the dying and their families is also good medicine. It extends God's compassion through human hands and ensures the dignity of persons, <clears throat> even at the end of life, as a sign that they belong to God and to God's future. And thankfully, <clears throat> more is being understood about the spiritual wounding many of our veterans have sustained, and more is being understood how the churches can be safe and sacred places where those wounds can be shared with others and the shame of battle ministered to through the healing power of the sacraments in the hope that these wounded ones can find their way back on the journey home. Those leaders and citizens committed to, under, to extending health care to all are servants of God's future and allies in Christ's works of healing. The means for how we do this is open to debate, of course, and total and unambiguous success may be elusive, but the moral obligation to pursue it, born of a healing and compassionate God, is hardly in question. The hand of God is at work also among the many that battle on the front lines against hunger and poverty, so debilitating and death-dealing. Jesus told parables of the rich man and Lazarus and the rich fool. Lazarus received nothing, not even crumbs from the table. And the rich fool shared nothing, despite the overwhelming abundance of his harvest. So we applaud and join those who work toward greater sharing of resources in our global society, even as Jesus fed the multitudes. 
So the ELCA hunger program, Bread for the World, and local hunger campaigns that Lord of Life is involved in are all agents of God's promise for a future in which all shall have a place at the banquet table of heaven. Jesus' works of healing and Isaiah's vision of a renewed earth remind us that the home of God's future brings the healing of the whole person and the whole creation. Christian witness to the sacredness of creation joins those who work to curb pollution and the practices that contribute to the deleterious effects of climate change. In the witness of faith, such efforts go beyond fears even as they challenge denial. For the witness of faith for the care of the earth is a testimony to the hope that is within us for the victory of God's creation at the end of the journey home. In our homes and families, each time there is a renewing word of forgiveness between spouses or parents and children. It is a step on the journey home and new strength for the way. Each act of faithful caring that engenders trust and deepens love is a step on the journey that quickens our stride. Each act of acceptance and understanding, each act of support in tough times is a further step in the journey that keeps hope alive. Each act of reconciliation, an embrace and a kiss as anger melts away to the knowledge of how terribly precious we are to each other. This is a moment in time of what is possible with the healing power of God in the fullness of time. The healing of our afflictions the healing of the earth, the healing of our relationships are all moments of hope that God gives for the hope that sustains us on the journey home. You see, God did not simply promise a future. He gave us Jesus to give that, to bring that future to us in the victory of Easter morning. And now we are blessed to continue to have moments of grace that remind us that God's good future is present even as we journey toward its coming. The family was heading home. It was a long drive, and we needed a place to stay. Dad, that would be me, foolishly failed to make a reservation for the trip home. So we tried place after place without success. Finally, bone tired and irritable, we found a Holiday Inn that had a room for us. We got up into the room, and then little daughter Angie looked around and said, is heaven like a Holiday Inn? <laughs> well, I smiled at the question, but then I remembered. Jesus' words, in my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. I go to prepare a room for you. Amusing yet wonderful. My friends, God has a room, a home for us, a home for us at the end of the journey. Thanks be to God.